Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. Remember to join us tonight at the St. Clair Shores Public Library at 6 p.m. for the latest WDET Book Club event. We are going to meet up with uh, Detroit Free Press columnist Nancy Kaffer and Elin Batanzo, who is a lifelong friend of Dr. Monahanna Atisha, a former EPA worker and founder of Safe Water Engineering and St. Clair Shores. District 8 Director David Fisher will be with us, too. We are going to continue our conversation about Dr. Monahanna. Atisha's book, What the Eyes Don't See, which we are reading together as a community here uh, for the WDET Book Club. Uh, We would love to see you there and answer your questions about water quality and environment and all the history of the water crisis uh, in Flint. Uh, Again, St. Clair Shores Public Library today at 6 p.m. We would really love to see you there. Up first today on the show, when news came out that water in nine residences in Highland Park showed elevated levels of lead, a lot of people in and around the city panicked. Just the phrase lead in water is scary enough on its own, but here in Michigan, it's downright triggering when we consider the long-term and still ongoing health atrocities in Flint due to contaminated water. While no one is telling residents in Highland Park not to drink their water, Officials are saying that people should let their water run between 30 seconds and five minutes before using it. Here to tell us more about what's happening in the city's water uh, situation is the city's water department director, Damon Garrett. Uh, Welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Yeah. How are you? uh, Good. Uh, So give us some background. Uh, This information about elevated lead levels emerged because of water tests that were conducted by the city this past spring. Is that right? Uh, yeah, actually, they were uh, tested in June, uh, so it was early summer, uh, and we are required as, as a water distribution system to do testing annually per the new lead copper rule. So in, in years prior, uh, the statute required tests to be done uh, on five homes every three years, and given the Flint uh, crisis, they have revised the statute and now have a more aggressive a testing regimen that requires 30 tests to be taken manually. So that kind of triggered the situation. Yeah. Uh, and it is these new standards that bring you to this this uh, this conclusion about what to do with the water, correct? It's not a change in the system itself. It's that we are applying greater scrutiny to, to what goes on in the water systems. That's correct. And I actually think it's uh, it's a good idea um, you know, it's increasing the sample size. I mean, five homes uh, is, is not a lot, and a minimum of 30 still could be viewed as minimal, but it's, it's significantly more than what was previously required. So I think it's a good thing, actually. Hmm. Uh, so is the water safe to drink there in Highland Park? So that's a very good question. So the water is safe to drink, and this is, uh, this is different than uh, the situation in Flint. Uh, we receive water from the Great Lakes Water Authority, who has treated the water. And so when, the water, when we receive the water in our boundary, it is safe for consumption. And uh, three, three times a year, uh, we are required to put out a consumer confidence report that uh, talks about all the chemicals and levels in our waters for consumption. So the water is safe to drink. Hmm. And, and do you have reason to believe that this is limited to Highland Park? Uh, you get your city water from Detroit, correct? Yes, yep, from the Great Lakes Water Authority. 
Um, and are vulnerable populations at special risk? What are you telling? What are you telling children and uh, other folks who who we have to be really careful about uh, lead in their water? So the message that we're giving is is is, a, is more of a public education, and we believe uh, we are trying to pinpoint exactly where the issue is. Uh, but the first thing that we're starting with is changing the filters, the aerators on the faucets. And that is where a lot of the metals uh, are retained. So um, going into homes, talking to people about changing those out, actually assisting people in changing those out. And then some of the other vulnerable population, um, you know, the, the aged uh, community is running their water. And they, they, don't, they don't use the water or run the water enough. So if there is, if there are, is some lead that may be on the aerator, running the water and using the water more flushes that out. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of been our message. Okay. Uh, WDET's Pat Bachelor had a conversation with Governor Gretchen Whitmer about uh, this situation. Um, I want to play that cut really quickly and get you to react to it. Are okay. you aware of the situation in Highland Park? And if so, what is the state prepared to do to help that situation? I am. So clearly um, with this new lead and copper rule, uh, we knew early on that a number of communities would have um, excessive levels. That doesn't mean the water changed today from what it was yesterday. It means we're doing a better job testing and we have higher standards that we are now imposing. And so we are working to ensure that the public is educated, that their water hasn't overnight changed, but that we have to uh, work with the local community to clean up drinking water. So, so she's reiterating there this idea that this is just about a different standard. I wonder what, what you are hearing from Highland Park residents about how they feel about this, uh, this new warning. So they're, uh, they're very, uh, I, I wouldn't say upset, but they're very cautious. They, they, they want explanation on, you know, is this a new problem or is this, uh, is this a pre-existing problem? So they're, they're very concerned. Uh, you know, we started handing out filters uh, the day after the press conference, which was uh, July 18th. Uh, we had about 1,500 filters at the fire station, and Wayne County gracious, graciously donated uh, several pallets of additional filters. So we've been uh, trying to do some public education there. Um, we, we also are looking to schedule a town hall uh, for the residents uh, at the recreation center to kind of continue the public education period. So we're required by the statute after we have the elevated action level to have uh, a public education period last for 60 days, which would be through September 15th. So one of the things that we want to cover there is we, we kind of have two different, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's two different standards when, you, when you're doing testing. The AWWA, the American Water Works Association, suggest that you remove the filters, the aerators, when you do the test. So what that gives you is a better reading of the lead service line itself, what, what are elevated levels in the, in the uh, service line. The state of Michigan lead copper rule requires that you keep the aerators on and you take the test uh, with the aerators on. So that's a more aggressive test, and it's more focused on consumption because that tells you what people are consuming. So... Really, with the lead, this, this lead copper is really finding out and pinpointing the problem. You also have uh, older homes with lead piping in the homes. So as the, wa the water could be conceivably delivered clean, go through one side of the meter, 
and have elevated levels through the home the home plumbing hmm. onto the filter. So really, what we're trying to do is have some education. Do you have lead lines in your home? Um, we're doing additional testing. We started today. We had 179 people sign up for testing after the press conference. Uh, we'll, be, we'll probably be able to get about 60 samples done, 60 sites done a day. Uh, so we're 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 aggressively uh, uh, pursuing all, all edu- the education and as as many things as we can as, as far as additional testing and getting the word out to people. Uh, I want to play an, another audio clip here. This is uh, Leona Mall. She is a Highland Park resident, and she spoke with WDET's civic reporter Eleanor Catalico. Every now and then you, you hear about these big water crises, and I just do not want the children of Highland Park to be affected by lead levels that would affect their cognitive learning, that will affect them being citizens, pliable citizens in this world. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, when you listen to to, to that, I, one of the things that I think informs this uh, situation in Highland Park for people who live there, of course, is the Flint water crisis, which uh, has everybody, I think, on edge about the idea of lead in the water supply and what effect it might have. Um, what would your answer be to Leona Mall? I, I agree with her. Um... You know, we're extremely concerned, especially being responsible for distributing the water to the residents on uh, these action levels. But the one thing I do want people to know is that we have not tested the entire city. We, we do not know if this issue is isolated. You know, is this 20 percent of the system? Is it 40 percent of the system? So I would ask her to bear with to bear with us as we move through the process and do the additional testing and really find out what our risk is and what our true exposure is. Um, the other thing um, that I would tell her is that we've been active in applying for uh, assistance through the state of Michigan to replace our lead service lines. So over the past two years, uh, we've applied for over $3 million of assistance. We, we were unfortunately denied, but we did, we did, uh, we have, and will continue to apply for assistance to get this issue addressed. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Damon Garrett. He is the Highland Park Water Director. We're talking about what's happening with Highland Park's water, where there have been elevated lead levels discovered in uh, some homes. Uh, There is an advisory that the Water Department has issued that asks people to run their water between 30 seconds and 5 minutes before using it. Of course, uh, any mention of elevated lead levels in water here in the state of Michigan makes us all think about the Flint water crisis, uh, the the ongoing problems that they are having in that city. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Do you live in Highland Park and are experiencing this end of the water crisis, uh, tell us how you are reacting to it. Tell us what you think ought to be done long-term, not just short-term in terms of these advisories, to make sure that uh, this doesn't keep happening. Uh, As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Let's go to Lauren in West Bloomfield. Lauren, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. 
One quick question. Do we know what the source of the lead is? Is it the service lines? Yeah. Uh, great question, Lauren. Uh, Damon Garrett, is this a similar problem to what uh, we, we saw in, in Flint, where it's the lead service lines that, that are causing these elevated levels, or is there a slight difference? That, that's a wonderful question, and I, the way I would answer that is, is on those nine homes that we tested, we went out and retested, those, uh, retested three of those homes. We uh, extended an invitation to all of the nine, and three people responded, and we retested them on 7-16, and we got the results back on Friday. We removed the filter before we took the test, and the lead levels came back to zero. Hmm. So what that what that tells us is that in those homes or those three that or those two out of the three that the problem was the filter, not the service line. And so in this in this uh, new um, in this, these appointments that people have scheduled, we will be going out and and removing the filters and testing the water per the AWA AWWA standard, which will tell us if it's in the line or if it's in the filter. Hmm. Uh, long-term, is replacement of the lines in Highland Park something that uh, you feel like we need to be doing the way that they are doing it in Flint right now? Absolutely. Um, we, we, uh, we were able to replace uh, about 7% uh, through uh, a project that we just wrapped up here. We replaced four miles of water main, and we did replace uh, 7% of our service lines, which is about 50 homes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, we have an aggressive capital improvement plan and plan to replace as many as we can annually from now to the foreseeable future. So we're not going to stand by and, and do nothing about it. All the funds that we have available as far as water department budget will be uh, app- applying to replacing and we'll continue to look for assistance and through loans and grants to continue to replace the service lines. Mm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Let's go to Becky in Redford. Becky, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, so I just wanted to contribute to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm a teacher, and I've been paying attention to the lead reports because it affects a lot of my students. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've noticed that, you know, Data Driven Detroit put out a report that lead like blood lead levels for children in Detroit is actually much higher than it ever was in Flint. And, you know, so I think that as much as important as lead in the water is, you know, with the increase in demolitions and things like that, there are other environmental factors that are, you know, adding the lead to our children. And so I think it's important to talk about the water, but it's also important to talk about like, you know, where else is the lead coming from? Because, it's not just isolated to our water system. Yeah, yeah, uh, Becky, I'm I'm glad you called uh, and added that to the conversation. You're absolutely right. It is not just lead in the water that is a problem. There is uh, there's lead in all kinds of things that we that we do uh, and and don't abate properly. Demolition in the city, of course, is one of the things that contributes to high level lead levels here. Um, and uh, we we do need to make sure that. Uh, that we're paying as much attention to those things uh, as we as we do uh, the water. So I really do appreciate uh, the call and the comments. Okay, Damon Garrett, uh, water director there in Highland Park. What's the what's the the sort of near future expectation that you have about 
this crisis. Uh, is this something that will go on for a while as as these new standards continue to be applied, or will we reach a point where you guys are able to uh, to deal with it even before it shows up uh, in in homes? That's a very good question. I mean, our our goal is to be proactive, and that is why uh, you know we want to aggressively make sure that every with the tier one sites, which are the 2,400 residential accounts that we have. But, um, you know, we have uh, commercial users that we want to target next. So we're together a plan to test everything and then start to really pinpoint the problem and, and so that we can enhance what we already have allocated to capital improvement. So I, do, I think that this is going to be something until we're able to pinpoint where it is that's going to go on for the next couple of years. But I think once we have all the data, we've done all the testing, then, then I think, and, and the public education, I think, you know, start, it'll start to subside a little bit. Okay. Damon Garrett, uh, water director in Highland Park. It was really great to have you with us to tell us about this uh, issue in Highland Park here on Detroit Today. Thank you much. And we'd love to join again. I mean, we, we want to we want to put all the news out there, not just the negative news, but sure. as things happen and things improve, we'll be uh, we'll be reaching out. We want to we want to spread all the news. Okay, uh, we appreciate you being here. Up next, thank you. Have a great day. You too. Up next, a conversation about how socioeconomic inequity plays into rights as basic as clean drinking water. We are going to have an interesting conversation with one of my favorite people, Professor Thomas Segru. Will join us next. Stay with us on Detroit today.